this gospel, you know, we can think, oh, I've heard this, and, and then it's like rain on the, on, the, on the sidewalk, and really there's no end of insights. Every time I hear it, more come to mind, but um, I won't share them all with you, just, just what I think our Lord wants us to today. This, it really cries out for a bit of explanation. Uh, in that society, that people did have the option of taking an inheritance early if the parent should allow that. It didn't mean he got literally one half of the estate, but what if you think of a pension, if any of you ever had one, uh, it's rare that it is, uh, you, you accumulate years, and you, if you left early, you'd get only a proportion. So the younger son isn't getting what he would get if the dad had passed away, but only what he might have been entitled to. Um, he, notice he's also leaving the other older son to do all the work, hence some of the resentment that you see in that, that uh, unlovable older son in the end of that story. But in saying what he did to his father, what he's saying is, I disinherit you, I, uh, I am no longer your son, uh, I reject you, your business, my family, I want nothing more to do with you. That's, that, is a, that is exactly what that meant. And that's why we need to understand this. By going off to a distant country, he's, uh, he's rejecting the real inheritance, which is the love of his father, his family, and the work that he's been given, and goes off to his own thing. It often reminds me, I have to throw this in, I talked to a number of families, and you know, some have left the faith and stuff, and I noticed they line up to they line up real fast to get the will, but the real inheritance was the faith, and they dumped that as worthless trash long ago. And this is why parents often pray for their children because we don't realize what's valuable until we've squandered everything, end up with nothing in the end, because what the world promises is temporary and it's an illusion. It doesn't satisfy and it doesn't last. And without our faith, we are the most hopeless of individuals. And if this is the only world we have, please, I want to get off. But as it is, he goes off, and uh, while he's there, like any guy, a typical, you know, spots, spends everything, not mature enough to invest properly, reminds us of a lottery winner. You know, and there's not a few of these stories where somebody gets a big pot of money, and then five years later, it's all gone. And they just didn't, they didn't spend it right. And they sometimes will say that they were, had been better off if they hadn't won the darn thing. Well, this guy uh, ends up, and I'm sure some of you picked up on this, that Jews didn't eat pork. So for him to end up tending pigs is the lowest of possible indignities. No good Jew would ever tend swine, let alone wish they could eat with them. I'd be pretty desperate to want to eat the, the cattle corn that the pigs get to eat, you know. And so this is the dire condition this son found himself in. So with very mixed motives, he decides to come back to his father. Doesn't say he loves his family, he just is desperate. But in that desperation, we find often the grace of God will come. Uh, Please God, we don't have to wait that long to turn around. He turns around to come home. That in itself, this is why this gospel comes in at Lent. Turning around means he repented. That was his part that he played. He had to realize his need and turn back to the life that he left behind in an acknowledgement that what he had chosen had failed him. And it reminds me of a a person that uh, I mentioned before because it was so moving to me is uh, I buried somebody in Tillamook whom I only 
knew as an acquaintance, he went to Rockaway up the road, but uh, his wife went to uh, Sacred Heart. So we, he had been um, an employee there, uh, and the handyman or something before my time, and never got, really got a chance to, to talk much with him. But anyway, uh, I, on his deathbed, um, I met him, and he had been a vicious, a very vicious in the right word, but very, very, very assumed with alcoholism to the point that he came into the house one day having had a, been off, coming off a drunk and he fell on the floor and I guess the wife wasn't there. When he woke up, he had landed on a newspaper and under his eye was an ad for AA. <laughs> Believe it or not, he got the message, decided to call, changed his life, ended up sponsoring 200 different individuals, at least 100 of which were at the funeral. I was not permitted to say a word about it because some of them didn't want to be, you know, talked about. But, uh, and you'd never know. Some you could tell and some you couldn't. But, but that moment of grace occurred at the, the uh, nadir of his existence, you know. It, sometimes it takes to lose everything to really realize that you've lost uh, the most valuable things. Hopefully, please God, we turn around. That's why we offer penance services during Lent because a lot of people realize, you know, boy, there is another world and I sure want to be ready. I'd like to start living now, you know. So he comes back to his father. And while he's, the father now, of course, represents God, also any parent. Parents, you know, take the role of God in a way as as, as I say we because I only remember how old I am when I see my classmates are all grandparents, but uh, which shakes me up to no end. But, you know, as you get older, you can see the mistakes that some young people are making, but they can't see it. But we have the perspective of time, and yet the advice is not wished, it's not wanted. But you have the, the unhappy role of watching somebody make mistakes and you can't change it. We all have to go through that. So the father, however... He looks at that last spot where his son disappeared over the horizon and thinks about him, prays for him, wishes he would tr- he'd see him coming back. You know, He'd be out in the field and looking. You can bet the older son wasn't looking for him. He'll be, he never comes back. But the father sees him a long way off. That means the younger son has come to the horizon on his own, but then the father goes running out to meet him. So our Lord will meet us where we're at. He, the father knows this is an impure motive. You know, I've sinned against God, against you. He can see he's emaciated and so on. He doesn't let him even finish his spiel before he welcomes him back, puts on the robe of the family, gives him all the, fa- the trappings of, of his status in life that he gave up and so on. And that symbolizes the fact that the Lord will meet you where you're at. He never... We go to reconciliation or, or change your life, the Lord's not going to throw a book at you. He's just glad to see you. Uh, and this is, so the Father is always ready for us, but we have to make that choice. We have to do it while we're on earth. While the Father's still living, you might say, this is his chance to come back. You know, that son wouldn't, wouldn't have welcomed him back. And so we have our opportunity, and we don't want to miss these moments when we have this moment of insight. Maybe I should change my life. You know, I tried to give something up for Lent, and I can't do it. Maybe there's an indication there, something to work on after Easter. So the Father, of course, um, 
they have this big party. The fatted calf was reserved for the, only the best guests. It was veal, and it's very expensive, you know, to give up a, a cow like that, which is your wealth. Uh, here comes, now here comes that older son. I had a number of our prisoners who tell me they used to relate to him. I did too. I guess I thought I was, the older you get, the more you relate to the one that ran away. And some of our best Catholics, by the way, were people that had been away for a while and realized what they lost. And uh, I think that's an interesting comment that maybe lifers don't realize how much wealth we have. The thought of in this world that is not very pleasant so often, we, have a, we, have, we know we have a future and it will last forever with a just judge who judges everything fairly and with mercy if we only ask him before we get there. It's a marvelous future. It's, what, a, what a great hope that we have. Uh, boy, I need that hope, you know, when I read the newspaper, which is less and less. Um, and so anyway, uh, you can, can't you see the sun standing out there? Won't come in the house, glaring at his father. Father comes out and he says, please come in. He says, you, <laughs> he's resentful because this guy went off and had a good time and he's out there working the fields every day for 12 hours. You know, you know how it is around here when we have these 16-hour days, some, some of you in, in, the, in the farming business work long hours during that period. So he's out there sweating it out and this guy, he says, your son, notice, not my brother, your son, when he goes out and disowns you and spends all your money on prostitutes, which... There's no indication he did that, you might notice. Uh, and then you, you give him this big feast, and you won't even give me a goat, which is tough meat, you know. Uh, <laughs> he says, you know, why am I even serving you? Well, this man is serving. He's interested in himself. He doesn't love the father either. He's, he's wondering what he's going to get when he dies, when the father dies. This is a very distasteful conversation. The father, again, with compassion, I, the older I, like I said, I relate less and less to this guy. He's a very, uh, not a person you want to be. But the father has this interesting comment. You know, he looks at him and he says, don't you realize what the other son lost? He said, you're going to inherit everything. You've been with me always. See, that's his wealth. You have been with me always. What did the younger son lose? His inheritance. What was his inheritance? Time. He lost time. He could have grown more in the spiritual life. He could have done something for others. He could have made a difference in his world. There were many things he could have worked on and been closer to his father. We had the opportunity to be closer to our father in heaven our, and, and all the world to come by the fact that we are left on earth longer. But th this individual willfully went off. Uh, it, some people are, come back on their deathbeds. Often they just don't know what they missed. Uh, one of the great privileges I have as a priest is I'm invited into places where very few people are allowed in. And uh, not hardly a week two goes by that you, you don't find somebody that's dying. But uh, not, not infrequently I've been able to pray with somebody who then comes back to the faith and they get the wind up that, gosh, you know, everything I worked for is about to disappear. Maybe if there's an afterlife, maybe I'd better just ask the Lord, tell the Lord I'm sorry, and so there we go, see? 
And who was the first one into heaven? The good thief. Get a clue, right? But he did lose his inheritance. And uh, so there is, a, there is a price to pay. That's, that's, that's the justice of God. The mercy of God is we, you will still be a son and daughter of God with all the rights and privileges that that entails. If you don't know what that means, look at the resurrection stories that we're going to hear in two or three weeks. The characteristics of Christ's body are beyond belief, and you and I are going to inherit all of that, but not yet. So we don't want to get resentful when our Lord appears to, to not be listening to us or not even give us a goat, let alone a calf. He's just helping us to love him for himself. We find ourselves in each of these people at various times of our lives, and, uh, and we, it's so encouraging to know that uh, no matter which son or daughter we are, that our Lord is waiting for us in different ways, the resentful one and the repentant one, whether we have good motives or bad motives, whether we, uh, whether we are welcoming or not, uh, the fact that the older son was resentful didn't stop the father from loving him. He's the, he's the real star of the story, actually, not, not the wayward son. So we are grateful to God that he has also invited us in, and we pray that no matter what role we have in the story, that we will always know that we are loved.